are alive, as the earth is alive. We have the power to fight for our freedom. If we have courage, we can be healers. Like the sun, we shall rise. If we have courage, we can be healers. Like the sun, we shall rise. If we have courage, we can be healers. Like the sun, we shall rise. Are you ready for the end of the world? This is Your Community Spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring back the circle again. Circle of friends, circle of family, the circle of being. Wake up and be healthy, and therefore wealthy, to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. This is Your Community Spirit, uh, on your community radio, 91.1 FM, WDBX Carbondale, Community Radio for Southern Illinois. Uh, my name is Treesong. As you may have noticed, I am not, in fact, Orbeck. Uh, he's usually here at the controls, but he's off uh, taking care of other business today. But even without Or here, we've got plenty of uh, news, happenings, eco-excitement to bring your way. So, uh... Oh, that song, that first song we played, that was uh, a song called We Are Alive uh, from the album Reclaiming and Friends. Uh, I really like that album. It's got a lot of chants like that, uh, either a cappella or with hand instruments, that sort of thing. It's a good way to get inspired, and that one's a good way to wake it up in the morning because they talk about rising like the sun. So a little bit of clouds out there. can't necessarily see the sun at the moment, but we know it's out there, and so... Like the sun, we shall rise. But uh, before we get to our happenings for the day, uh, we'll get to a little bit more music. And this time, uh, I've done this the past two or three times, or wasn't around, but I'm going to bust out some Vivaldi. And since we're in summer now, we're going to go with the summer.
right, so as usual, we have a smattering of happenings and news. Um, I'll get to this late-breaking one first, simply so that I don't forget it among the, the, the pre-listed happenings. <laughs> so this is a uh, happening about uh, something called Synergy. They're having a Synergy reunion uh, this coming Saturday. Um, at, for those of you who may not know, Synergy was an independent crisis center that occupied the Bucky Dome next to the Interfaith Center, a.k.a. Gaia House. Um, for those of you who are familiar with the Interfaith Center, that carbon nail uh, uh, labyrinth that they have there, uh, that's where Synergy used to be. And it was, I, I know, I've heard from the people involved in it various bits of its story. Um, it was around from May 1970 until June 1989. And a lot of cool people passed through there, a lot of interesting stuff going on there. And so they're having a reunion of all the people who were volunteers, staff, board, and that sort of thing. Uh, for more information on that, uh, you can either uh, email. By email, you can do synergyreunion at yahoo.com, or you can call 618-527-8029. So that should be really interesting. Hopefully, I'll get to hear more from the people who went there about uh, what Synergy was like. Vivaldi was really getting to the exciting part there. <laughs> Helped wake me up. So, uh, another happening. This is one of our more regular happenings that happens just about every week. It's uh, big issues on the big screen at the Big Muddy IMC. So, what have we got going on over there? Uh, July is the... This is uh, another cheery topic theme that they've got going this month. It's July is our crumbling economy month. <laughs> so, coming up uh, tonight... Uh, Palest investigates from Eight Mile to the Amazon on the trail of the financial marauders. This is a compendium of three documentaries by a true investigative reporter and muckraker, Greg Palast, for BBC TV. In The Vultures, he hunts for the man known as Goldfinger, a vulture investor who, through payoffs and political trickery, was able to pocket foreign aid meant to pay for AIDS medication. Uh, that's, that's a pretty low... Pretty low deal there. So Palast follows the trail to Jack Abramoff's former lobbying firm, then right into the Oval Office. In Rumble to the Jungle, Palast exposes how Chevron oil is poisoning the Amazon in Ecuador and the indigenous peoples who live there. And in Steal Back Your Vote, he exposes massive vote manipulation in the 2008 election, showing that if every ballot had been counted, Obama would have had an additional 6 million votes in his column. And this report also features journalist Robert F. Kennedy Jr. So it's a, it's a three-for-one deal over at the IMC. They're located at 214 North Washington in Carbondale. And uh, that sounds pretty exciting. I actually got to 
very, very briefly meet Greg Palast at the uh, Green uh, the Green Fair up in Chicago this summer. Uh, I was there to uh, see Amy Goodman speak and to uh, volunteer for her booth, and uh, we happened to run into him, and I found out that my mom had met him already. <laughs> so that was pretty exciting to see him. Uh, so there you have it uh, tonight uh, at 7 p.m. at the Big Muddy IMC. Should be an interesting time. and other happenings. Let's see what we have. Ah, yes, this one. Momentitos Peruanos. Photography by Sarah Paz Hyde. Uh, this is a uh, photography showing. Um, the location of it is the Tribeca Mexican Restaurant uh, at 127 Market House Square in Peruca. Um, to get their contact information, it's 270-444-6309. And they're actually having the opening reception today from 5 to 7 p.m. So if you're going to be in Paducah, uh, it's a good place to be. Um, here's a little bit about the show. A native of Carbondale, Illinois, award-winning photographer Sarah Paz Hyde's artistic journeys have taken her across the globe and afforded opportunities to capture people, places, and cultures far and wide. Her photos from the Philippines have been shown in galleries throughout the Midwest and published in several notable publications. Hyde recently spent several months in Peru working as a set photographer and assistant art director for the award-winning independent film company Lofu Productions, which produced the exhibition being displayed at Tribeca. Hyde is a Filipino-American freethinker, a fan of philosophy, and an avid reader, which gives her a complex, multicultural lens through which she views the world. And this is, among other things, a great excuse to visit Paducah. Plus, there will also be tasty Mexican finger foods for your travels. So, once again, um, that's the opening is tonight, and then the show is running until September 3rd. And that's at the Tribeca Mexican Restaurant in Paducah. and other happenings. Uh, uh, now I can see why Vivaldi was getting so excited again. We've got the Farmer's Market is our next happening. Uh, the Farmer's Market, it's uh, a Carbondale tradition, well, tradition in many places across the world to have regular Farmer's Markets, but here in Carbondale, uh, they have them on Saturdays on the west side of town uh, at the uh, West Town uh, Market over there um, in the parking lot. Um, it's uh, 8 a.m. to noon. They've got all sorts of uh, fresh produce, fresh foods, uh, oftentimes 
baked breads, crafts, um, all sorts of exciting things and exciting people. A lot of people who value local foods uh, head out there every Saturday or many Saturdays. So you get to see the people there, too, who share your love of good food. So it should be a good time. And be sure to pick up some uh, cucumbers for me. I love the fresh cucumbers, and I'm so happy that they're finally growing. then another happening uh, the habitat for humanity uh, we often mention them because they're always out there tirelessly working to uh, build a habitat for humanity <laughs> so uh, they sent out a message saying that they hope everyone had a great 4th of July and that they will be working at 2217 Robley Street in Murfreesboro uh, this coming Saturday which is tomorrow they will also be going from 8am until noon and they hope to see you there other happenings uh the vigil for peace we always try to give a shout out to the vigil for peace uh they're going to be having their vigil out there until peace is won so that's vigil is coming up tomorrow and happens every saturday from noon to 1 p.m from the corner of uh, maine and illinois here in carbondale uh, bearing witness to uh the uh, the tragedy of war the avoidability of war and uh holding a vigil hoping for peace I think we've mentioned this one before, but it bears repeating, a, another repeating happening going on in the community, and it's Do Everything Tuesday. These are the summer morning work days that they have at the Interfaith Center. You can come by to lend a hand, and it starts with coffee at 7.30 a.m., and the coffee helps you get going, so you can get out there and do all the workday uh, plans that they have over there. And uh, they actually, uh, this, this was a... Uh, good idea on their part they they published online i saw uh, photos from some of their uh uh do everything tuesday work days and it looked pretty fun you know there's there's work there to do of course but people get together there they drink coffee together have you know you know have a good time together while they're doing the work so it looks like a good time so that's do everything tuesdays uh summer morning work days at the interfaith center um, which is located at 913 south illinois here in carbondale
And another happening here, um, the Pastors for Peace Caravan. Uh, so they are, the Pastors for Peace Caravan to Cuba is coming through Carbondale on Tuesday, July 14th. So this is our last chance to give you the heads up about that. Uh, the public is invited to join the Caravanistas for a Cuban dinner and live music at the Unitarian Fellowship on July 14th, beginning at 5.30 p.m. And some of that live music includes Hot Sauce, a new Latin jam band with Mel Gute and Tom Henshold. Uh, Friends of Cuba is collecting aid to uh, send to with the caravan. Particularly encouraged our items to help with reconstruction following the hurricanes of fall of 2008 that caused an estimated $10 billion in damage. So for more information or to volunteer for packing or for helping with the event, you can call Margie Parker at 549 7193 or George Ann Hartzog at 521-4239. Uh, this caravan is visiting 140 U.S. and Canadian cities by 14 routes to help build public awareness that Cuba is not an enemy or a threat and to overcome the U.S. embargo of Cuba, which causes unnecessary suffering for the people and communities of Cuba. And it will deliver this humanitarian aid to the people through the Cuban Council of Churches. And those are our happenings for the week. Uh, if you have more to send our way, you can email them to me. My email address is treesong at treesong.org. Uh, you can also send them to uh, info at yourcommunityspirit.org. Uh, or is the one who checks on that one, but if he's not here, he, he's pretty good about checking it and passing it along. So now that we've gotten through some happenings, I wanted to at least save a little bit of time for the news. Uh, because the environmental and social news is always so cheery. <laughs> so let's see. Our first story here is, uh, and we're off. Senate gets busy on climate bill. So uh, after the Waxman-Markey climate bill historically passed the U.S. House of Representatives, many saw their hopes renewed that legislation, however flawed, could actually be passed to combat climate change. But there's a long road ahead. Now the Senate must craft its own climate bill that parallels the House version. And like proceedings in the House, it'll be tough, maybe even tougher, going. Here's how the Senate climate bill is beginning to shape up. Uh, the Senate's kicking off what's sure to be a contentious climate change debate this week with hearings aimed at producing something that approaches the sweeping House climate bill. Uh, but any cap-and-trade legis legislation faces a steep climb in the Senate where Democrats from energy-producing states have expressed concerns about the cost and impacts of the bill and uh, the bill on consumers and industry. So there's still a lot of work before this thing gets through. Um, the Environment and Public Works uh, Committee kicked off the hearings this week uh, with testimonies from the likes of Interior Secretary Ken Salazar, Energy Secretary Stephen Chu, and the EPA's Lisa Jackson.
right, so they're working on that uh, climate bill in the Senate. But uh, in the meantime, while they're working in their own way to figure out what to do about the climate and such, we've got our own, uh, our own thoughts on both climate and uh, saving money. <laughs> and uh, this is uh, 10 Overlooked Low-Tech Ways of Keeping Your Home Cool. And uh, we've, we have a late-breaking special guest arriving in the studio who uh, may give us some commentary on this as well. Let us know, who is this? Who are you over there at the mic? Or the Energy Mon. Ah, yes. So you did make it here. <laughs> but only just in time to uh, talk a little bit about uh, low-tech keeping cool. One of the ways to keep cool is just be cool. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a mentality. Yeah, it's always a good head start. <laughs> so uh, let's see. One. Okay, so we've got these top ten tips. The first one is use awnings. Uh, I like this one. According to Washington Post, Department of Energy estimates you can uh, that awnings can reduce solar heat gain by as much as 65% on windows with southern exposures and 77% on those with western exposures. So uh, I like, too, when they, they have the awnings at a certain angle so that in the winter you're still getting that direct sunlight, but then in the summer uh, the sun is a little higher in the sky and uh, you don't get as much light through the window. Yeah, it's called passive solar... <laughs> if you do proper passive solar design, because the sun is lower in the sky in the winter, it can come in the window while in the summer, well, your awnings are doing a good job of blocking out the sun. <laughs> and if the sun's not coming in your window, well, you don't have to cool the house, do you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So number two, oh, this is a really good one, probably my favorite, is plant a tree. So, uh, let's see, plant a tree. Uh, they don't own an air conditioner, the author of this article, and the house immediately to the south uh, does the air conditioning for them by completely shading the south side of their house. Um, but what it misses... So you could plant a house? <laughs> yeah, if you could plant a house. Otherwise, what, uh, what their house is partially shaded by is a huge ancient maple in the front yard. Uh, so, yeah, trees can help shading... Uh, you can use the similar principle of trying to have it shade you in the summer and less uh, so in the winter, but it's harder with a tree. Trees go their own way. Well, if you get, what is it, the kind of tree that loses its leaves? Yeah. Is it, I mean, there's, there's tons of kinds of trees that do that, and so they lose their leaves in the winter, and then that'll let the sun go in your house. So Yeah, so it's a good plan. It's almost like nature is planning a ways to keep <laughs> you cool and keep you warm. Yeah, you'd almost think so, wouldn't you? <laughs> So let's see. Number three, plant vines. Uh, ah, pl plant vines. Uh, flank, uh, <coughs> excuse me. Frank Lloyd Wright once said, A doctor can bury his mistakes, but an architect can only advise his clients to plant vines. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, so I guess we'll do more of these because we got the top ten. Yeah, we got the top ten. Uh, let's get to number four. Uh, tune your windows. Tune them. Huh, tune them. My, my, my windows don't do that. <laughs> they don't uh, make music? No. <laughs> How do you tune a window? Yeah, I guess the windows on your home aren't just uh, holes in the wall. Uh, they're actually part of a sophisticated ventilation machine. Um, you can, uh, like, uh, one thing is that as heat rises, uh, if you have high windows, you can open them when it's hot outside, and the hot just air will vent out. Just the top, yeah. Yeah, just open the top part. So uh, you can also, let's see, 
When air passes over your home, it works the same way as an airplane wing. So uh, the air on the top and downward side of the house is at a lower pressure. So if you have double-hung windows, you can open the bottom Double section. Double-hung. <laughs> yeah. You can open the bottom section and the upper... Uh, bottom section... Excuse me. The bottom section on the upwind side of the house and the upper section of the downwind side. And then that way the low pressure will suck the air through your house. My mom actually does something like that. What she'll do is she'll, early in the morning or late at night, she'll open up the window, a, a, a low window on one end of the house and a high window on the other end of the house. Hmm. And what happens is all the hot air in the house, because hot air rises, goes out that top window and sucks cool air from the low window. And she'll do that. And sometimes, I mean, she actually puts a fan to help it to do it some. And the the secret is make sure your your intake window is smaller than your outtake because then you won't you get thermal siphon if you have it i mean otherwise it doesn't work as well so if your out is bigger than your in it works better yeah because that way the out is going to be able to get out all of the air that you're bringing in so yeah uh, let's see we uh we may have to cut these off at five and then do the other five if it's still warm next week you know <laughs> you never know. It could drop down to 20. We might read them again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so number five is uh, get a ceiling fan. Uh, doesn't have to be like... Oh, let's see. Uh, so get a ceiling fan. They come in all kinds of designs and work on the same principle, that moving air evaporates moisture from your skin and keeps you cooler. And it also takes advantage of the whole, uh, the whole heat rising principle. So if you've got that hot air stuck up there, it circulates and keeps it from just, you know, being all hot. I and ceiling fans do have two settings. If you have one setting blows the air down and another setting sucks it up. Yeah. And you want the one in the summer that sucks it upward. Yeah. Because you want it to pull the hot air up and then, um, and you have to switch that, of course, in the winter to blow that hot air from the ceiling downward. Yeah. So you want to be, well, in the summer, hopefully be cool. And it's all a mentality. Remember, you are cool. <laughs> yes, so uh, those are our tips for uh, keeping keeping cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, this has once again been another uh, exciting and uh, informative. And, uh, well, for me it's been exciting and informative. Hopefully it has for you as well. Um, so, once again, if you have happenings to send our way, you can send them to me at treesong at treesong.org uh, or the general email is info at yourcommunityspirit.org and yourcommunityspirit.org is where we do archive the shows and if you missed last week's interview with the bicyclists who are biking across America for climate change it is on that well it's on their blog now and of course it's on our website yes so uh it was exciting having them on there and exciting having you here this week. So uh, we'll, we'll see you again next week on the radio. See you on the radio.